Welcome in to Rebound Off the Net. I'm your host, Joshua Cox. Today we have a special guest. Our guest today has been around the AFL game for a long time. He started his AFL career as an offensive coordinator for the original Nashville Cats and then won an Arena Cup in the AF2 with the Tennessee Valley Vipers and also coached the Georgia Force, New Orleans Voodoo, Tampa Bay Storm, and Washington Valor. This past December, he was named the head coach and vice president of football operations for the Nashville Cats Restart. Our guest is Mr. Dean Kikinos. Coach, we appreciate your time today. Well, that's awesome. A great intro, man. Thank you for having me, Josh. I'm super excited to be on your show. Coach, first off, you've been around the arena game for a long time. How did you end up getting involved in this brand of football, and what was that like for you? Well, it's you know, it's been kind of a journey, so it's kind of a twofold answer. So I come from the Larry Coherick tree of uh, coaching in the arena league, and, and if, you know, anybody that's a purist in the arena league know, knows who Larry is, so... You know, to give you a quick background, Larry was a head coach in the AFL and the CFL and NFL Europe. And he also spent time coaching the NFL with Mike Dick and the Saints. His brother's Billy. He was a longtime GM uh, with the Saints and the Chiefs. And his dad is Joe Coherick, who was head coach of Philadelphia Eagles and Notre Dame. So my college head coach uh, played for Larry, and Larry's his college head coach. So um, I had a teammate named Pat Perduto. I played played college ball with that, you mask. And, and Larry signed Pat to go to CFL right out of college. And then w- once that deal ended up in Canada, they went down together in Tampa, and Pat played for Larry in Tampa Bay with the Storm. And then when Pat ended his playing career, he ended up coaching with Larry, I think somewhere in Connecticut or New Jersey. And, um, and then Larry had a promotion to go to be the head coach in NFL Europe back in the mid nineties, think like right 95 or so. And he asked me to come coach with him in, in this, in the, in the uh, NFL Europe, but in Scotland. And at that time, Pat had transferred over. I think he was coming into Nashville with the cats to work under Eddie Kayat. And so I was going to go to Europe with Larry and there's a little bit of misunderstanding with the, uh, the the quarterback. Larry wanted Jay Gruden to be his quarterback, and Jay was his quarterback in Tampa Bay with a storm. And back then, the NFL had, had allocated quarterbacks, and, and really top-level players all allocated. And Jay wasn't allocated, so uh, Larry ended up losing his job. And uh, so Pat came to Nashville coach, and Jay ended up joining Pat here, coaching the Cats. Pat was the D.C., Jay was the O.C., Eddie Kai was head coach, and I really had no thoughts of coaching in the Arena League. Uh, so I ended up one of the guys in NFL Europe asked me to stay out there and help um, develop the the German League under the under the uh, helm of the NFL Europe brand. So I did that. When I came back to the states, you know, Pat was with the Cats and then became the head coach. I think for about three years he was a head coach, and then the team moved to Georgia and became the Georgia Force. So then Mr. Adams bought the club, the franchise, the Cats, and they couldn't work out a deal at the uh, Gaylord Entertainment Center at that time. It's now called Bridgestone Arena. So Pat really worked for the Titans for four, four and a half years, and there's no arena team. And I ended up coming back to the States, and Coach Coherick took a job in Arena 2 in Pennsylvania, asked me to come help him there. I did. And before the season even started, uh, he left to go to New York with Todd Shell to coach the New York, uh, I think it was the Knights at that time, and the AFL. So just just like that, I was a head coach in arena, in arena football. Arena two. I have no experience coaching arena ball, so I learned on the fly 
The next year, uh, Mr. Adams worked out a lease with the arena, and they were gonna, the Cats were scheduled to play in 2005, so I moved to Nashville in 2004. And that's really how I started my arena career. It's, I know it was long-winded, but it's, it's pretty neat how I got into it with some really high-quality people. That's now the, the director of call scouting with the Kansas City Chiefs, so you know, obviously we all know who Jay is. So a really good group of guys here that came through the Cats, and I'm super excited to be here and try to kind of rebrand this thing. Absolutely. Uh, what was your favorite stop in your AFL, AF2 career? Uh, you went, you've been in a lot of different places. Yeah, uh, so many. And, and so many. But to be quite frank, my, my favorite place was Tennessee Valley Vipers in Alabama. And uh, that place was like the Green Bay of arena ball. You know, and there's arena two. I left when, when the Cats – when the, when the AFL went under, uh, I went to Arena Two and I worked down there. I went down there, and worked for Doug McGregor. He owned a bunch of teams, and I was there three years. We won a championship my first year, but that place was just tremendous. The fans, the arena, uh, the support, and uh, it really was one of my favorite arena stops. Yeah, like like me, you've been around the league a long time and dealt with the disappointment of folding twice. As we enter this chapter, uh, what gives you confidence in the third iteration of the AFL? Well, you know, it's it's you kind of you just said it. it it's, I've been part of it. I was when I came in with when the NFL group came in with Mr. Adams and Mr. Benson and that group in Elway. Um, you know, it was at its peak, uh, and then it, it fell. And then you know, I was in it the third go around actually with Washington D.C. and Telly owns us in that group, and that lasted three years. So, you know, I've been out of the game for five years, and the league's been gone. So. Uh, I really like the direction they're going. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't sure about that. I didn't know much about the league until Jeff got involved and Jeff Fisher. And, you know, I think what we're doing here in Nashville is trying to create a model of what the arena league could, could look like. So I'm excited for it. You know, it's, it's, again, it's a startup. And I think it's just about the quality of people at the leadership level that is really going to determine how this thing goes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you were the name of the head coach of the Cats in December. Take us through the process of getting the job and how that came to be. Yeah, again, like I, 2000, I, you know, I left the game. I was out of the arena game 18, the league folded 19. Um, you know, I've, I settled into the private sector in high school football, and I, I really started to find, find my way just staying involved in the game and uh, working at Brownwood Academy at Answorth High School. And then um, briefly, I took a job at Knoxville Catholic High School as a head coach and um, really started just to settle into the end of my deal here as coach, being at the high school level. And I knew nothing, absolutely nothing about the Ring League coming back. I bumped into Blake Bettingfield at a, uh, like a clinic. And Blake was the director of college scouting for the Titans for many years, and we worked together. And he told me, hey, man, the cat's coming back. You, you probably need to get involved with this. You'd be perfect. And, you know, we're at the end of our season in high school. We're getting ready for the playoffs. So I, I really never followed up on it. And I got a call from a third party, asked if I'd, I'd meet with somebody with the cats, and I did. And, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, I was ready to get back into the arena game. But then, then I met Jeff. You know, Jeff asked if I could come in and meet with them. We went to lunch, and we had a couple other meetings, and then he introduced me to Tamar, uh, Dodd, and, and Nancy Eckert, the, the two owners. And that went really well. I really liked their visions. And, you know, so I, I was you know, still thinking about it. And I, I was just on my way to go to Germany, Munich, with my daughter right before Christmas. I took her out there for the, the Christmas uh, markets. And 
And, you know, I got an email from from my Nancy and Tamara, and, and they wanted to offer me a, a, the job. So so when I got back, we sat down, and I really, I'll be quite frank, it, you know, Jeff just sold me on it. it. You know, his involvement, his excitement, his energy, his, you know, his full dedication to make this thing work got me excited, kind of recharged my battery. And, and uh, you know, we're going now, man. I just, I like the group. It's a very unique group of people here with the front office and then throwing Greg Pogue. You know, Pogue's an advisor with the media. He's been fantastic with the media and obviously with Jeff and his network. We all have our network. So it's a unique group. You know, two, two, two lawyers from the music and entertainment you know, Coach Fisher, myself, Pogue, and and we're starting to piece it together. So um, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, great front office group. Uh, tell us a little bit about your previous experience with the Cats. You talked about it a little bit, but how will that help you in this go around with the Cats? Yeah, it was great. You know, we came here. We were owned by the Titans, and it was first class. You know, Bob Flynn was our general manager. He's he's still with the Titans. He's doing all their uh, facilities and operations. And again, great front office. We got to work with Pat as the head coach. I was the assistant head coach, OC, and coach Coach Cohara came in. So I, I really, really learned a lot about the arena game, working with that crew and, and the people we had around us. And more importantly, I learned about the operation, the business piece with Bob, and and being in the, in the Titans organization. And I got involved with scouting with under Floyd Reese. So. Um, that was a tremendous experience for me to grow, not only as a coach, but as, as, as a recruiter and personnel evaluator and, and on the business side. So uh, that, and you fast forward, I've been here since 2004, never left. You know, I met my wife here. My kids were born here. Um, I got a tremendous network working at the high schools now, and it's home. So I think all you combine the experiences coaching in the arena league, you know, back in 2005 to my journey and then the, the, my network here and you throw in Jeff. Um, I think it's just like a glove. All, all the experience is going to tie in. It's making this thing. It's, it's like riding a bike, man. We hit the ground running and it's like we've worked together for the last 20 years, all of us. And, you know, the shortcuts we can take and the, the people that pick up our phone, our calls. And it's, it's just tremendous head start for us. I haven't been here before. Yeah. What's the response been like in Nashville, the Cats return, and what are you all doing to get out in the community? And has keeping the old Cats name been helpful? Keeping the old Cats name has been gold, right? So, you you know, every now and then I still have all, all the old stuff every now and then. I'll go work out. It doesn't happen very often, but I do go every now and then. Uh, you wear a Cats t-shirt or a hat and – and somebody always stops you. This is before the new cats were announced. So I think it's big. I, I think the memories of the cats going all the way back to the first time they were here, uh, when Mark Bloom was the owner and Billy McGee was the GM and Eddie Kyatt was the head coach. Uh, I think that really laid a ground, uh, really laid a base, uh, for the fan base. You know, they had, all the crazy stuff had going on at the arena with the hot tub and uh so i think it's really part of a lot a lot of history here i get grown men now you know you know running businesses talk to me when we go out and, and do a promotion or or just go to a restaurant and tell me about their experiences when they were kids you know they're 10 15 year old kids come to the cats game so i think it's great to have the cats back it is definitely a bar that has to be met that brand that Coach Kaya and Pasquarito created. So, you know, Jeff and I, we need to step up and, 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 and keep it going and maybe make, hopefully make it better. 
Yeah, you talked about Jeff Fisher there a little bit. He's the president of football operations, and he was the former coach of the Tennessee Titans and uh, St. Louis Rams. Uh, how great a resource has he been for you, and what's it been like working with for him? Man, I'll tell you what, it's been awesome. Completely just awesome. He's so involved on a daily basis now. Um, you know, he told me really the only thing he wants to do here is make sure we have everything we need to be the model franchise franchise in the league. So he's done it. I mean, it's, but the, really the most astonishing thing about Jeff is his energy and just pure love for the game, period. And for the city of Nashville, uh, it's contagious. You know, again, you know, I, I moved on from, you know, pro pro game, indoor game, arena game, and he's kind of recharged my battery. His energy, you know, uh, and his network is just incredible. You know, the amount of people that are willing to support him and help him make this thing go. Um, it's really been it's really been unique, uh, you know, him coming down and trying to get this thing going. He's all in. So uh, we're blessed to have him, man. I'm excited. I'm super excited to help him get this thing up and, and hopefully win, win some championships here. Well, let's talk about you as a coach. Uh, how would your players describe you as a coach? And what is your coaching style and philosophy? Well, I'm a big believer in three things, personnel, preparation, execution. Okay, so – uh, the game's always been about players. It always has and always will be. So for me, it's always personnel, recruiting, and then developing players. So um, I'm big on communication uh, with players, and I'm big on teaching, okay? And what I mean by that is teaching why you win and why you fail. And, you know, not just, you know, I'm not big on yelling and screaming, but teaching, and so everybody knows what their job is, okay, first and foremost. So uh, I think secondly is, you know, you try to avoid – the noise for the players. So um, it's vitally important you get the players everything they need, they need to succeed on and off the field, okay? And so I, I think it's always about players first and preparation second and then lastly, execution. So our job as coaches, is not just me. I'm a big we guy. It's all about us. I, I don't believe in titles and slots and you got to tie. I think we all just work together, players and coaches, we're all grown men. Uh, we're all pros. We're all fighting for the same thing. At the end of the day, it's the coach's job to prepare the players. They need to know what's expected of them every single day, and that's what they'll get from me is consistency. They'll know every single day where I stand and what's expected of them, and ultimately it's their job to go execute and play. So, you know, it's, it's uh, as far as philosophy, it's just look, a bunch of men working together, have high expectations, and then they we all get to execute and perform. So when we get to the game, it's about the players, period. So our job is to get them to the game. It's the players' job is to go, go out and play and play fast and play free and play wide open and, and execute. So, um, you know, that's our approach. I, 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 you know, I take it as a, just a group of men working to one, one goal, one vision. I know you all have a tryout in a couple of weeks. So where do you think stand with your roster right now? I know you won't finalize it until camp. But how many roster spots do you are you still looking for, and what type of player fits you best as a coach? Yeah, that's, that's the most important part of it, right? So as we build this, there's so many layers to starting a franchise. But at the end of the day, you got to have a roster, okay? So for us, it started, we're essentially a startup. We have no players. Uh, we're building on a staff. So the goal was to build it inside out, meaning we want to try to get players locally whether they're born here, raised here, play high school here, and or played regionally in college, you have ties to the area, you know, throughout Tennessee, 
but whatever Tennessee State, Middle Tennessee, Vanderbilt. So the local guy is is always going to be first and foremost if he's a good player. Then we'll expand out with okay. So and what I mean by that is there's a lot of relevant players who trickle down every year from the NFL, NFL cut list, CFL, CFL cut list. Now the XFL and USFL merge. So there's a ton of players that went to that draft this month in actually January, and now that they're starting their camp. I think in three weeks. So it's going to be a lot of players that are going to be available that unfortunately don't get a chance to play in the UFL. So I get creates a whole other list of national players we'll pull from. And then the, the final piece of that building a roster will be the tryouts. We're going to have an open tryout February 24th at Lipscomb Academy. And you always find one or two guys that can come into camp and, and compete for uh, a roster spot. So we're, there's really four phases to that. And but I think essentially we'll go in with a goal would have 35 players for camp, cut it down to 25 for the season, and then game day we'll play with 21. So right now we're carrying, I think we've got, we've had 18 contracts out and 13, I believe, have come back, not counting today. So we're in a good case. And I, I think in one piece I failed to mention is, I want to have players that have some kind of indoor experience or played in the arena before because, you know, we haven't, this is a startup. The arena game hasn't been here in Nashville for over a decade and the AFL hasn't existed in five years. You got to have guys that played indoors, meaning 50 yard field in the walls. Okay. So the game's been what, 40 years over, over 40 years existing and. Uh, and one thing I know about the arena football game, the walls are undefeated. They, they've never lost a battle. So a lot of guys have never been in the arena. It can be intimidating. So you can't, in my mind, you can't line up on game day with a bunch of first-year arena players that have never been inside playing. And the game's faster, it's different angles, and those you know, those doggone walls, man, will knock you out. So uh, we've had good success of, of taking some players out of these other leagues, uh, some really good players. Uh, right now I think we have eight guys with experience indoors signed, and we'll probably cap that around 10 to 12 and, and then fill up the rest with first-year players. So um, that's kind of how we're going about it, and we're right on course. Uh, I've got two or three guys helping me with – uh, arena experience, indoor NFL experience, uh, evaluating players. So we're getting a good pool, pool of players to choose from. So we're being selective. And being in Nashville, uh, you know, as a brand here, and obviously with Jeff and, and Tamara and Nancy, we got to have high-character players. So it's a lot that goes into it for us. But that's kind of the view from the outside, 30,000-foot view is how we're going to try to build inside-out arena guys with some arena experience and then some guys that are bouncing out of the pro leagues and then some local guys or tryout guys but the one thing they gotta have is high character and the ability to play at a high level yeah now let's flip to another angle here where are things at with your coaching staff and what are you looking for in the guys you surround yourself with well again no, the arena league it's a unique game right uh big learning curve you come from the outdoor game to the arena game, it's a different deal you know you play with eight guys the spacing's different the angles are different quarterback plays different so you gotta have guys that understand the game it's hard we don't have time we're starting in 90-ish days now okay we don't have time to teach coach the game the rules is unless you've been involved with it you really can't help us this year so i've been fortunate enough to been in the game long enough and and have a lot of guys that still live in the area play for me, coach, coach with me. That I'm going to put together a pretty talented staff of guys that either play in the arena league or coach in the arena league or coach in the CFL or work in the NFL. 
and or high school level. So uh, we're still working on finalizing contracts for some of these guys, but we'll, we'll end up with six or seven assistant coaches and spread out. We're, all of them will have some type of arena experience, though. And some of them will be former catch players that played here back when I coached here who have evolved into the coaching field. And we're going to be so fortunate to have those guys come back with us and be a former cat player and an arena coach. So we'll, we'll have a good blend of experienced guys. Um, and it'll be good teachers and good and really blending well in the community as well. Uh, final question for you, Coach. Uh, what should fans expect to hear from the Cats organization in the next couple of months? And do you have anything you want to say to the ASL fans out there? Yeah, I you know, first, I think once, you know, we got, as you started off the conversation, there's, there's a tremendous amount going on all at once. So the big thing we're going to focus on is community, get involved with our sponsors, our fans, the schools, the kids. And as we ramp up, we really want to just dive into the community with player parents, with coach, you know, radio shows, remotes, and just be part of it. You know, there's a lot going on in Nashville, but I think there's a, there's a spot here. Uh, and you said it earlier, there's a, there's a, we're known, we want to touch that community, we want to build a new fan base. Um, you know, but they can expect us to build a, a really good roster. So we get to the games Friday night or Saturday night. Uh, we're going to have a, you know, a fast, physical, exciting football team that they can come be part of. The reading game is very unique. So we really got to brand this and, and really pull everybody, you know, as many different types of personalities to the, to, to the arena as possible. So that's really, it's all about our community and, and putting on a great show for our fans. Coach, we appreciate your time. And personally, I look forward to being in Nashville for that opener on April 27th. Hope to talk to you again down the road. It's awesome, man. Thank you so much, guys. Look forward to meeting you in person as well. This has been another episode of Rebound Off the Net. I'm your host, Joshua Cox. Rebound Off the Net is produced by Preston Cox. You can follow us on Twitter at ReboundNet. You can follow us on Instagram at ReboundOffTheNet. You can email us at ReboundOffTheNet at gmail.com. We are also now on YouTube at ReboundOffTheNet, the show. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with you again before you know it. But in the meantime, always remember, catch the rebound off the net.